UCLA advances to the second round of the NCAA tournament in dominant fashion. What did we like? What did we didn't like? Did it go according to plan? Will it go according to plan against Northwestern? Hmm. Those are all questions we're going to talk and answer on Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On UCLA. I'm Zach Anderson-Yoxheimer alongside Max Kelton. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Thanks for making this your first listen each and every day. It's free where we get your podcast, and it's available on YouTube. So go hit that subscribe button, view it there, and uh, thanks for getting us to 1,000 subscribers over there. Let's try and get that to 2,000 and get excited because UCLA... The Bruins, they're moving on. They kicked UNC Asheville's butt, 86-53, the most boring game of the day, probably uh, the favorite way to win for most UCLA fans in the first round of the game at a 2-15. Arizona went down in the same court hours earlier to Princeton, so nice little ha-ha, laugh at you. UCLA gets everything done, and Max, the Bruins dominated in every facet of the game. What were your thoughts, and did they go to according to plan? Well, this is a team that, hey, coming into the season, they had some serious title hopes, and then those title hopes were up in the air once they lost the Pac-12 championship to Arizona. But they came into this matchup against a good UNC Asheville team with the Big South Player of the Year and what I think is an All-American player in Drew Pember, and they absolutely dominated. 14 nothing to start out the game. They got out. They ran 30 points in transition, uh, what, 56 points in the paint. This is a really good UCLA team. They put it all on display last evening, and that's already without Adam Bona. Uh, we, we don't know his status moving forward, but that said, they look fairly comfortable with him off the floor. Got everybody involved in the scoring action, five players in double figures, and they stayed out of tra- uh, out of foul trouble. I think that was our biggest takeaway, that this team, who lacks depth, was able to stay out of foul trouble, stay in the game, and then just crush, crush their opponent, moving on to the second round. Largest margin of victory for any game yesterday. UNC Astro only shot 13 free throws, and the big thing is Drew Pember shoots the most free throws and makes the most free throws in the country, and he shoots it at an 83% clip. So the fact that they forced more turnovers... From Pember individually, six. He had only 13 points, and he only took four free throws. Made them all, though. And then took made four field goals. Was a dominant defensive effort by UCLA. Pember didn't come off the floor, basically, until the end of the game. He played 37 minutes. 6'11", Tennessee volunteer transfer. And that's just how dominant UCLA was defensively. Two separate Bulldogs had five or more turnovers. Pember and then Caleb Burgess, who had five. So... UCLA was able to force turnovers, but let's not get too crazy. 16 isn't the most outworld, you know, otherworldly turnover number. It's a big one, especially for a team who turns it over a lot. But the real ability for UCLA to convert, they almost had 20 fast break points. Their big men coming in were dominant between Nuba and Etienne getting rebounds, not missing a single shot between Nuba or Mac Etienne, right? Remember the Pac-12 tournament game, or what was it, a game, uh, I think in the Pac-12 semis, I guess, a couple games before that. When Etienne missed the layup at the buzzer the first half, it's like, all right, we're fine, and they go win by 20. This time, the game was over at halftime. They're up 20. In every which way, the Bruins dominated. The ball was tipped 
The game started and it was over. That's how beautiful it was. So Max, who do you think in your mind stuck out individually to you? Well, I thought Nuba and Mac Etienne going nine for nine combined from the field was uh, promising, to say the least. You know, and Jaime Hawkins showed why he's the Pac-12 Player of the Year. He was incredible. Five steals is just—that's what we've come to expect from a young man in the first so half. Good. Yeah, so good on the defensive side. He didn't have to play that much, you know, in the second half because of their lead that you know that this team ballooned out. Um, but once again, this was a team effort, and that's what we talked about. You know, the last time I was on that. They had to play, you know, in the likes of a team. You saw Tiger Campbell, 10 assists. They passed the ball really well. A plus eight turnover margin. And we talked about 30 points off of 16 turnovers. So it seemed like every time they got a turnover, they were able to get out on the break and score in transition. They were so good at running the floor. They delegated the pacing in this game. And a UNC Asheville team that shoots the three well. Let, let me take a look at their numbers. Yeah, 30%. From three-point land, UCLA 60% from, you know, from the field in the first half. Just all around, this was an elite performance from one of the best teams in the country. And, you know, I, I, I think Mick Cronin must be certainly happy with this performance just because it wasn't close, you know. For, for fans, fans a lot of the time like those tight games, those games that come down to the wire where your adrenaline pumps. Coaches hate those games. They want them to be 32-point blowouts, right? So the largest uh, the largest scoring margin of the day yesterday in the last game of the day seems certainly fitting for a UCLA team. And it was it was also it was almost like a double win seeing Arizona drop to Princeton earlier in the day after they had beaten them in the in the Pac-12 championship. And UCLA's, you know, uh, now now USD playing playing early this morning. Um, so you talk about the Pac-12. Curious to see how the rest of the folks do from this conference, but it's certain that you know the Pac-12 champions, at least the regular season champions in UCLA, uh, are no team to be reckoned with. This is a title team, no doubt about it. They proved it yesterday against uh, against a really good Big South opponent in UNC Asheville and Drew Pember. Yeah, I think they put the 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 stat or the quote of Arizona. If I think I read this correctly, I think Arizona is the first team in NCAA tournament history, first program, I should say, because not every team is the same, first program to lose to the 15 seed multiple times in NCAA history. Normally a 15 seed picks off one, doesn't get another. I know some 15 seeds have gone to the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight in recent years. Last couple of years, they've been getting a couple wins. But come on, that's that's kind of funny. And that probably woke up UCLA. My one bugaboo is Mick Cronin leaving like David Singleton or any of the starters out there, or even significant backups and bench players between Andrews and, you know, McClendon, I know they like to get their minutes, but this team doesn't have that much depth at this moment. You don't want to be wasting guys and potentially leave them out to dry in a game that's a 30-point game with about a couple minutes to play. I don't really like that, but it was nice to see what Hawkins, five steals all in the first half, 11 steals overall. Of the 16 turnovers, that means UCLA was going out and swiping the basketball. It wasn't like UNC Asheville was just throwing it out of bounds. The Bruins were taking it to them, and they came to play a team that could have shot the ball well. I thought this might even be a game at halftime that UNC Asheville could have a recipe for success to keep it close, but then lose big. UCLA says, no, 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 Zach. We're, we're here to play. We're angry from Saturday evening when they lost to Arizona and came out with Mick Cronin, who you mentioned those 32-point blowouts. Coach, coaches love them, but Mick Cronin coaches every game like it's a two-point game. He is so angry, fired up, just 
boom, boom, boom. And you wouldn't know if the game's like a two-point game or if they're up by 30 with the way he's intensely getting on his players for every little thing, a deflection for the the hustle bone, right? Everything in between. So it's nice to see how the Bruins played without Bona, without Clark, at least in game one. Next up, it's Northwestern. A different challenge, which Max and I will get into, to the best academic universities across the country, right? Northwestern, UCLA. What does this mean between a, a blue blood versus somewhat of a newcomer to the party in Northwestern? It's only their second ever NCAA tournament. I think they just barely got their second ever NCAA tournament victory, if I got that correct, Max. But we'll talk about that and more after I tell you about FanDuel, because FanDuel Sportsbook, it's a perfect time to download FanDuel because, hey, it's the number one sportsbook in America. You can get a no-sweat first bet for new customers up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. How do you do that? Well, you can download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, safe, secure, super easy to use, and go to FanDuel.com. Yeah, once again, let's get that bad boy up there. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, see that promo code, listen to it. FanDuel.com slash locked on to get that no-sweat First bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if that bet doesn't win. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA, and with us at Locked On. All right, let's rock and roll. Locked On UCLA, cruising on in the second segment. Zach Anderson, the alongside Max Kelton. The Bruins, they get the easy win, 215. Generally, that's how the 215 matchups are supposed to go. I know recent history has shown the 15 seeds a lot more challenging to two seeds. That wasn't the case for UCLA McCronin. Now they take on a 22-win Northwestern team from the Big Ten that's already beaten Purdue. That's already beaten Indiana. Those were back-to-back games, and they played some good teams tough, even in some close, tight losses this year. And they're coming off a close win against Boise State by eight earlier in the day before the UCLA game. Max, what are your thoughts about Northwestern in this game? All right, well, Northwestern is no team to scoff at. This is a really good squad. Second in the Big Ten to finish out the year, but they did culminate the year on, on somewhat of a skid. They lost three of four to finish things out before finally beating Rutgers, who now we know is not a tournament team. And they lost in the first first round of the NIT tournament. Uh, but hey, this this is a, a Northwestern team that is really, really good, led by Boo Booey, uh, who, who's what, David Stern's favorite player? Bob Boo Booey, you know, um, this this young man is just an absolute stud. He is a really good player who can score the ball at all three levels. He's got great vision. He's great on the distribution end. Um, and he runs the floor really well for this team. He can do things that many would think, hey, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know that that was what this Northwestern team was capable of. And for a program that is in such a difficult conference and really hasn't shined, you can equate them to somewhat of a Vanderbilt, if you will, you know, good at some other sports, but basketball was not necessarily, you know, it's, it's go-to. This is a really good season for Northwestern, one of the best they've had in years, finishing the conference in second. And then they played against Boise State. And Boise State's a good team. But that said, you know, coming from the Mountain West, that team coming into the, the, the conference, coming into, you know, this this tournament this year, they had they were 1-11 in their last 12 tournament games. So it's not like, you know, the, 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 the matchup didn't favor Northwestern. They were able to win by eight. And this is a team that is so good on the defensive end. You talk about fundamentals. They are locked in on the fundamental side of the basketball. And then they shot the ball well on the offensive side of the ball as well. But the biggest aspect of this game for Northwestern, you know, and, and what they've done all year is turnovers. They turn the ball over 
um, at a very low rate and then force turnovers at a very high rate. So while UCLA had a plus eight turnover margin in its first game, um, the, the, you know, Northwestern had a similar look with plus six in its first game against Boise State. And they lead the Big Ten, one of the top conferences in the country with what, you know, six or seven um, tournament teams in turnover margin. They average over four uh, plus, plus four turnovers per game. So this is a team that is really good at forcing steals, forcing stops, and then converting on the offensive end through Boo Booey. Um, you know, we, we also look at Ty Berry. He was really good. He was able to knock down his threes. He went three for four from outside. This is a team that shoots the ball really well um, and, and gets out into the break. So once again, the defense is there for Northwestern, and this is going to be a much more difficult matchup for for the Bruins heading into the second round. Not to say that it, 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 it's it's out of reach, but hey, certainly more difficult than UNC Asheville, that's for sure. Yeah, and if you want to look at those defensive numbers, UCLA on the year 298 steals for Northwestern. They have 200 and, if I got read this right, 262 steals. While that's not entirely close in terms of 30 steal margin, think about that. Those are a lot of steals this year. Opponents have only taken it away from the Wildcats and the Bruins about 150 times, 160 times. So these are two teams that do not give up the basketball. They value possessions, and they tend, more often than not, to take it away from you, and that can lead into offense. UCLA proved that against UNC Asheville, and with Northwestern playing a much tougher matchup against Boise State, it was a lower-scoring game, and they'll win games generally in the lower-scoring variety. So this is a game to very similar play styles one would think in terms of defense offense valuing possessions which point guard which lead man is a boo booey i think this is a game for tiger campbell to truly value the basketball this can't be one of those games where either him or amari bailey which we've seen at times this year turn it over more than a few times that might be the difference this could be one of those games where we're either going to see a sloppy ugly game with 15 turnovers on each side one team could have more turnovers than the other, or this could be a clean-played ball game with gritty defense and only nine turnovers, and it comes down to who has the ball last and who made the more shot, most shots. It, it could be that simple in this game because you got Boo Booey, as you mentioned. He's an 87% free throw shooter. He can get to the line make free throws. Chase Adich, who's got 14 points per game. Those are the only two players in Northwestern's lineup that average 10 or more, and yet they're here in the tournament looking to move on to the Sweet 16 and get that first ever bid moving on in the modern day over to the next round. So here is Northwestern, almost a, not exactly a mirror image, but a very close spitting image of UCLA. Well, they, they forced seven steals and just gave the, gave the ball away on forced turnovers twice. So they do a really good job of taking care of the ball the same way you said. Um, but yeah, this is a team that, that you know, Boise State coming into it is a good three-point shooting team at about a 37% clip. And UCLA, uh, or check that, excuse me, North, Northwestern held held Boise State to, you know, just a low mark, about 26% from three-point land. So um, here's here's the one, one spot where UCLA can certainly thrive, uh, offensive rebounds. Boise State was able to nab 20 offensive boards and win a plus eight rebounding margin. Um, for the Mustangs, while Northwestern just couldn't stop them on the boards. Boo Booey is a terrific player, but you can see when you watch the game, his body language is fairly indicative of what's going on in the game. 
If the opponent is doing well, you'll see him shrug his shoulders. He'll be, you know, it is, it is clear. He's a leader on the court. He's super vocal. He will speak out when somebody makes a mistake. He will not keep his mouth shut, but his body language will also show it if they're not playing their best brand of basketball. And he expects a lot out of his team. He's like a coach on the floor. Um, so for, for a guard who's playing, you know, a, a big minutes for this team um, and will step up in crunch time, no doubt about it, if UCLA gets out on the break and then, you know, this team, Northwestern's leader, starts to show a little, I, I wouldn't say fatigue, but disappointment in the rest of his team, you know, they might they might feed off of that energy and it could lead to their demise. Remember, they lost three of the last four to finish out the regular season after a terrific uh, regular season in which they finished second in the Big Ten. Not to mention, they lost in overtime in the first round of the Big Ten tournament to Penn State, who ultimately finished out uh, as the runner-up in that Big Ten tournament. You know, this is a team that got into the tournament based on their early resume, certainly not the recency bias, okay? So we'll see if they can play against, you know, some of the best teams in the country. They they do and have played against, you know, teams like Purdue, played against teams like Indiana. They know what it takes to beat those powerhouses, but UCLA is coming off that just a, a, an astounding win in which, you know, we weren't sure what to expect coming into this tournament, and they put all of those worries to sleep. So uh, real question is, can Boo Booey show up, and will this team be able to feed off of his energy? He has to be locked on and ready to go. Um, and they have a good bench. They have a good bench, too. Who is this? What, what, uh, Brooks Brooks Barnheiser is a very quick player off the bench. He's getting 30 minutes off the bench, and he, he put up 10, 10 points. He's a guy who can really get out and run the break as well. Um, they do a good job at taking the ball away. Got to be able to take care of the ball if you're the Bruins. And with that, you know, just try and get in their head. Talk some smack to Boo Booey. And let him be the demise as this team of his own, you know, yeah, yeah, be the author of his own demise. I know. I think you said Boise State Mustangs, the Broncos, the Boise State Broncos. Excuse me. Yes, thank you. It's it's all it's all good, but no, but yes, no. It's it was a big win. Northwestern looking to be a little Cinderella darling. It's tough as a seven seed, you know, to truly be a darling. But considering their lack of history, moments in March Madness and the tournament, it, it's important for them that this game is everything to them. So, what are our predictions? For this, what, what do Max and I think? Well, first, we'll tell you that you can also predict things. You can also make things happen because we're talking about the built March Madness bracket is here. We know how you've got your favorite built bars or your built puffs. You know, those are that's a big debate in its own right. Now it's your time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites because all you have to do is vote for your favorite bar or puff. You'll be entered into a drawing where there's 50 lucky locked on listeners who get a free box of built bars. Not only that, one lucky locked on fan will get a 12 month subscription. If you read into it, that's a year long subscription of built from their best bars to their best puffs delivered straight to your door. If there's ever a time to try built, to go check out the built mart badges, but go check it out. The best protein bar ever. They're so amazing, you won't even think they're good for you. 100% real chocolate, real chocolate, high with, I believe, 17 grams of protein, everything. Go run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now. Vote for your favorite par or puff. Get the real bracket going. Choose the real winner here and get yourself a prize to go with it if you're lucky to get the 12-month subscription or to get a lucky bar 
and box of built bars. Cruising on to segment three of Locked On UCLA, it's Zach Anderson Yoxheimer alongside Max Kelton here in Locked On UCLA podcast. We've kind of recapped the first game of the tournament, previewed the second game. Now it's prediction time and what will be a bit of a shorter second segment. So Max, we've had our thoughts. We've given what we think could happen in the first game. This game will be a lot closer. Very well could be one of those games UCLA is sweating it out in the final seconds. And I think this game might be 63-61. I'm not entirely sure who. I'm going to put my eggs in the UCLA basket. But still, I think this is a game that's very close. Whether it's Northwestern doing a late cover or something to break someone's bad beats, whether it's UCLA at the buzzer, whatever it is, I think UCLA wins this very, very tightly against Northwestern. With all this being said, Adem Bona, we still have heard nothing about his left shoulder soreness is what they're saying in terms of is he available? Will he play? Was it just one full week of rest after the end? The Pac-12 tournament got him two extra days knowing the Bruins shouldn't need him, shouldn't have needed him against UNC Asheville, which ended up being the case. And you mentioned those offensive rebounds, Max. Bona would play a huge part of that. I know Nuba and Etienne stepped up in the last game, but Bona's athleticism could truly frustrate all these guys on Northwestern, even if he's in foul trouble. Just 5, 15, 10, 15 minutes of him makes an extreme impact for UCLA in this game. This is this is a big game for Amari Bailey and Tiger Tiger Campbell. Um, you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a matchup for the guards. And you know, we talk about how well, Jaime Hawkes will get his. You know, you have to have everybody step up, and it, it, this it can't be one one or two players who will win this game. So it's got to be it's got to be good good performance. You know, through and through from from the the entire group, including David Singleton, who's got to knock him down from outside. Really good defensive three point team in Northwestern, um, and they're going to rely on Singleton. He hit three in the first game, three three pointers. So he's got to he's got to be on his game from outside uh, around the perimeter here in the second game. Um, I actually expect it to be UCLA kind of running away with it, just not as big of a margin as they did in the first uh, first round. Um, I would expect it to be roughly 82 to 70, something, something along those lines, 82 to 67. Uh, this is a good Northwestern team on the defensive side of the ball, but uh, I, I think I think UCLA is well well prepared to face them and. Um, I like I like the Bruins' chances, and I'm a little bit more optimistic that they make the Sweet 16. Yeah, the big thing is, what does a damn bono look like? Max already brought up, what, the 20 offensive rebounds given up by Northwestern against Boise State in the first round of the NCAA tournament? Will Bona play? And that could, if Bona plays, then maybe it looks more like Max's score, where the Bruins win running away, and they should win. You know, in the Pac-12 tournament, they probably would have won the Pac-12 tournament if Bona plays every game. They look clearly still amongst the best in the Pac-12 one of the best teams in the country, even with a Dembona in the lineup and no Jalen Clark. Without Bona and still nothing at the recording and posting of this podcast for us to have seen or read, maybe it's hinting that he's playing, not entirely sure, but still UCLA, I think it might be a little closer and that might happen if Bona doesn't play. So those are kind of our two opposite ends as to what happened. I agree with you. We've kind of already mentioned it both each once. Bailey and Tiger Campbell, this is their game to shine. And Bailey had a good game. But now it's got to be, all right, now it's when it's a little closer. It won't be 15 nothing. It won't be a 21-point lead at the half. This is, I'm expecting, going to be a much tighter game after the first 20 minutes. One of the Bruins might even be trailing in one of their typical slow starts they've showcased throughout this entire season. I'm not entirely sure. But 
it is one of those games where, as you mentioned, the guard play, second round, maybe they'll be more purple-clad in Sacramento. You hope not. UCLA fans, you guys should show out in Sacramento. Your last thoughts, Max? Uh, I, I think that what gives you hope for a very good rebounding performance is their numbers against a, a terrific rebounding team in UNC Asheville. Drew Pember, who is averaging a near double-double, he's an All-American player. He had just two rebounds against the Bruins. Um, they shot the ball well, and hey, when you make shots, you don't allow rebounds. I get that. But they also were able to to drag down 14 offensive boards. Second-chance points were crucial. Um, and hey, this is going to be a much faster paced game for Northwestern, I think, because Boo Booey really likes to get out and run. Um, and then they like to slow teams down on the defensive end of the ball. Um, but aside from that, I think UCSB, UCLA, I should say, will, will delegate the pace of the game again and then get out to run against a good defensive team and not let them get into their half court defense. Transition bucket's going to be key, guard play going to be key, and then forcing offensive boards and second-chance opportunities. UCLA can certainly win this one handily and comfortably. Just got to play their brand of basketball. Yeah, it'll be two teams that know how to play defense and take care of the basketball and which team will enforce their style and frustrate the other team. And UCLA tends to do it in a great flurry. It's just, will Northwestern do enough to upset the Bruins? We both don't think so, but it will be a lot tougher than the first round. So for Max Kelton, I'm Zach Anderson Yoxheimer saying so long on the Locked On UCLA podcast. In the meantime, go check out Locked On College Basketball, Andy Patton, Isaac Shade. They are extremely good listens to follow college basketball, especially during March, heading into April when the Final Four and the National Championship happens. You've got to be excited for it all. So in the meantime, UCLA fans, check them out. Keep making Locked On UCLA your first listen. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You, see, LA, UCLA, fight, fight, fights. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.